Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. Tuesday, everybody. Say hi, Lisa. Oh, hi. I, I, I didn't know if you were doing it yourself. No, I was. I Let's, just wanted to call you out. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Um, so we wanted to go ahead and start this week off by reading. Excuse me. I put read and review together. Reading the review of the week. Do you want to hear it, Lisa? Are you excited? I'm very excited. <laughs> um, wow, that sounded really sincere. Um, okay, so our review this week comes from Ashley Newman, and she says, don't cry, Lisa. Oh, okay. You might. Thanks. You might. Okay. I came across this podcast by seeing Britt Burn share that she had an episode on here, and now I'm hooked. I started from the very beginning because I love how real and raw this podcast is while also including Christianity. Sometimes I feel alone having faith in God, yet feeling scared to share about it in the world we have today. But this podcast makes me feel so comfortable knowing there's women out there like me that can still be down to earth and open-minded and be a woman of faith as well. That's so sweet. That's really cool. I didn't know that I was down to earth. I didn't know you were down to earth either. (laughs) Um, But in all honesty, it's super sweet to get these reviews because Mm -hmm. sometimes we don't really know what the heck we're doing or what we're talking about. Um, Or what people think. Or what people think. it's really cool to hear. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And being affirmed and talking about Christianity and our faith because we don't, um, because we want to talk about it some. So it's good to know that people out there are listening. So um, if you guys want to be featured on a future episode um, or you want to just give us those happy-go-lucky feelings and those little tingles in our tummy, we all need. Ew, I don't <laughs> want tingles in my tummy, so maybe don't. Um, if you could just, in the next 20 seconds before we dive into this episode, um, just give us a subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribing honestly helps just to remember when our new podcasts come out. Um, and then just a quick old little rate and review um, means the world to us, and that would be awesome. Right, Lisa? Yeah, right. All right, let's get into the show. <laughs> Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. I'm Olivia. I'm an entrepreneur, a content creator, a brand builder, and my most recent business is Velvet and Fur, which is a polymer clay earring business. And my current obsession, because I remembered this week, Go Me, is um, the new... Uh, oh wait no that's my silver lining is black olives because I love black olives and I just like eating them out of the can and I crave them and I wonder if that's why I have black hair and my name is Olivia and across from me is Lisa oh sorry <clears throat> Roxy Brosser oh gosh Ugh, I you'll never, never I, I will never live it down and I never expect it when people call me that so um it's just a great reminder of a bad mistake my name is... A bad is, tattoo. I mean mistake. <laughs> I mean mistake. Um, people were like, what? You got, you got the name Roxy? It's just like you love just the name Roxy. <laughs> My name's Lisa. I'm also a creative. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. Um, still need to think of a new intro. But what else? <laughs> Every what week for the next year, you're going to be For the next year, that. for the rest of my life. Um, my current obsession is new storage containers I've gotten for my house and deep cleaning my house. I have disgusting laminate in, not that everyone's laminate floors are disgusting, (laughs) but mine is. My house used to be rented and 
so when we bought it, I deep cleaned it, but I didn't realize that there is more deep cleaning to do. So I scrubbed my floors the other day and we thought that we just had black dots on our floors and that was part of the decoration, but the decoration, the design, the little design, black dots. Yeah. But no, it, it was just built up dirt. So that's disgusting. It took mm. me about two hours to get it out of just my kitchen. And I still have to do Bear's bedroom and the bathroom. But, you know, it's you fun for me. I love it. You just put on Real Housewives. Yep. Watch some fighting, some cattiness, and you scrub those floors. Feels and it like good. gets you fired up. It really does. Wow. Time that goes by quickly. That sounds nice. Um, I like your new storage containers. They're very, like kardashian pantry <sighs> so you funny. know i thought that too yeah. i'm like hmm i'm like embracing my chloe right now Ew. the hands i'm, I'm like embracing, embracing my, my chloe. chloe with the nails <laughs> clacking um okay uh should we get to the silver lining of the week yeah okay um do you want me to go or do you want to go i can go okay if it's um, your floors, we already heard about that. <laughs> You're like, no, it's my new storage container. I mean, maybe I should have been that. I found my dream home. But you know, it has a bedroom um, for me, too. I It does. Which is it has great. a bedroom. It feels like it has a bedroom for everyone, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, one for each of the cats, uh, for all the kids, neighbors. <laughs> Two it's bedrooms. It's like, so nice. You put the boys in one room, but then you get <laughs> the, the other cats. ones to the cats. <laughs> Um, but the day that we were gonna go look at the house, um, the owners accepted an offer. It's not a closed door, but it feels like it. Mm. So, um, I guess the silver lining is whatever God's plan is for us, it'll happen. So it's okay. Um, and outside of that, we realized like, let's just put the house on the market our yeah, house and that's great. we'll see if you know we get a good offer and we can sell it so we'll see yeah well just make sure and send me all the options because i'll be living with you guys right I not, wish. not as that a live-in awesome. nanny no no oh, no never no. mind just to be there and for free rent i'm guessing it's rude and yeah obviously <laughs> you won't rude. be nanny rude don't call me poor but yeah definitely <laughs> Oh, excuse me. I pay rent to live with my mother, which I like to call my roommate. So, oh, that that sounds very teen Shut angsty up. of you. I only like to say roommate because I feel like when people know I live with my mom, it sounds weird because I'm don't so think old. It weird. Yeah, but I pay. I, I, I like to say roommate because I do pay rent. So I'm just you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's just my mom. It's not like I'm living with my parents. I feel like that would be so, so, so different if my dad lived there. You sound like a teenager who calls their mom by their first name. Kathy, stop. (laughs) No, but you get what I'm saying. It makes it a little better to be like, Mm -hmm. it's just her. Like, we have an extra room in the house. She does her thing. I do my thing. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up with those looks. (laughs) That's your silver lining. Um whatever i'm just not gonna look at you i put my hand up oh dear um no no not that um my silver lining is that i found new bb cream that i like oh you're welcome well you did tell me about (laughs) bb cream but you didn't tell me about this kind so i've been struggling because i go from a shade of um like printer paper white to like 
maybe like printer paper that like, like iced white. tea spilled on for one second <laughs> like the slightest difference and then you like rinsed it off with water yeah immediately after <laughs> yeah um in the summer but I think it's mostly my freckles I just get way more freckles uh-huh. um so my foundation and concealer haven't been matching but now we actually are almost in September like in a week so and fast. so I was like, the fastest summer ever which like literally the angels are singing in my head about fall. Um, but I didn't really want to invest in really expensive foundation because I'm like, we're going back into fall. But I did find out I think I was wearing the wrong color anyway. But the issue was I went into Ulta and I kind of knew this in my head, but I wanted to deny it that I wouldn't be able to test anything out. Obviously, they still have the testers out all wrapped in plastic, yeah. but you can't touch any of them. Um, and so I basically guessed and then I was like, I'm not going to get anything really expensive. So I just went to Maybelline and then I got their BB cream that was like $7 and I put it on and it like puts a finish that's nice but I literally doesn't look like I'm wearing anything no it doesn't and it's great with like the glow spray that mm-hmm. I've been using um because I've been wanting an in-between you know I always talk about this I'm like what is an in-between for my face um and now I kind of want to experiment with a full coverage for like events which I need you to help me with because yeah. that scares me a little bit but I just want to have two different looks. Mm-hmm. And so I've been experimenting a lot. But it was really hard to experiment when I couldn't test anything out. Um, but anyway, my silver lining is that I found it amidst the COVID chaos of Ulta. <laughs> so, Well, I don't... I mean, if you want a full coverage, you could do a full coverage. But for weddings, I don't do full coverage either. What do you do? I like do the Fit Me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's coverage enough. I don't... I don't like everything to be covered and I'll just put like extra concealer on like my one like broken blood vessel because it's just red mm-hmm. and I feel like that but it's I, I think it's just because I already have nice skin yeah so you I don't have really nice skin full coverage mm-hmm. I think even people with nice skin wear full coverage but just because they're like really into makeup and yeah they think it's fun um, but I don't like the feeling of full coverage makeup usually. So. I don't either. So maybe I don't need it. I've just been yeah. trying to figure, I think for a couple times last year I did, I cut like a strip lash in half and then I put them on the corners and I liked that. It was like a tiny little, you know what I mean? Just like something like That's a what I do little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, just been trying to figure that out and navigate that. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. First world problems, obviously. Know, seriously. Um, I also, didn't even put makeup on today, and I feel like I look so tired. You actually don't. I was gonna ask you earlier really? if you were wearing makeup because it looked like you were kind of wearing makeup, but I think it was hmm. maybe moisturizer because you had just gotten out of the shower or something. Maybe you had something glowy on your face. Really, I didn't even yeah. put on my sunscreen. You're not wearing like any most- makeup right now. No. Yeah, you look great. It's stupid. Oh, thank you. Okay. Wow, I thought I was gonna look freaky. No, no, not at all. Huh. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, whoa. It's just like, no, not a lot of dimension. My my eyelashes. You think you have light. no dimension? D- dimension? <laughs> dimension? Dementia? Dementia? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like such angular features. Ugh. At least you don't have a basketball head. Okay, we're going to end the conversation right here because we're just going to go into a spiral and we have this conversation all the time. Of me talking about God playing basketball before he built me. (laughs) He's like, I'll just use this. I don't know. I have nothing else. My creative juices are not flowing right now. Nope. 
<laughs> Thanks, Lord. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I'm like made in his image. Uh, okay. Are we ready to dive into this topic? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, so this week we wanted to talk about, as Lisa holds her little octopus. It helps my anxiety. I know. I love it. Okay. I like little stuffed I feel octopus. Like such a child, but it helps. I will. I just want to say though, I have a really hard time figuring out how to say the plural and just not having it sound just so inappropriate. I love little octopuses. <laughs> <laughs> that octopuses sounds so so childish because it's octopi, actually. obviously. But really, yeah, the plural Oct- octopi. Mm, yeah, anything else I could say just sounds wrong. I almost said something else, but. You can say it if you want. Octopies? <laughs> Octopies. No, it's just octopi. Octo- um, a plural. <laughs> no. It all just sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, um, yeah. So this week we uh, wanted to talk a little bit about um, like what is your purpose? You as in the person listening, driving down the road. We're talking right to you. So pull over. Um, maybe don't pull over. Like get to where you need to go first. Um, what is your calling? What is your purpose? And this stemmed from a conversation that I had um, a couple weeks ago with somebody. And it also, I was literally just looking um, at stuff on Pinterest and this came up. And I think it's an interesting topic because not a lot of people talk about it because I think it can be like really cheesy for two seconds where it's like so like really tell me about like your calling you know but I think a lot of people um push down they like shove that that portion of their brains down because they don't want to navigate what that looks like because it's easier to live on like a day-to-day basis of just like doing you and doing work which Mm. there's nothing wrong with that but I think every single person um, has a unique ability that they are put on this earth to fulfill and it could be very specific like you're supposed to grow flowers or it can be like you're supposed to be a mom or it can be whatever it is be in Mm -hmm. politics I don't know but I think it's um really important to figure out what is individual to you and what makes you the person that you are and how you can give that to the world and I think a lot of people don't ask themselves because maybe they don't think they're worthy enough to do that I I also think that there is just an easy out as far as um just going with the flow of like what society does like oh yeah you get out of high school and you just go to college and then you figure out what you want to do where you don't have to do that and there is no real um like planner that or like no real structure structure yes there's no real structure as far as how you're supposed to live your life or like get married and then we wait a few years and then we have kids and then we're already stable by that point and then we buy a house like there is literally no no person is supposed to have the same exact life and so just by going with the flow of like everyone around you is doing this thing that's not right and so I think that takes real um it takes like being real and raw with yourself and being honest where with 
what you think your calling is in your life and what mission you're supposed to be on and what you're supposed to be accomplishing. And that even if you accomplish that, that's not the end goal. Because this even happened the other day. Um, I had a conversation with someone. They're like, you know, I'm doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing and I'm not happy. Like I still have really bad anxiety. I'm still having issues in my life. And I kind of just realized like people think there's an end goal. And I feel like there are just multiple missions we're supposed to be on. And so you just like reach a point where you have like accomplished one thing and then it's on to the next. Mm -hmm. And so I think that people just get to a point where they're like, oh, I'm content. I'm not content. I'm complacent. Complacent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that people are very honest with their complacency and um, they want to take the easy way out and mm-hmm. just do what everyone else is doing and not push themselves. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've seen in my own life, honestly, if I'm to be completely honest. Yeah. Oh, are you done with your thought? I am done with my thought. Okay. I just don't know how to finish it. So it would be really <laughs> interesting to have a conversation about this stuff yeah. and just see, like, you know, how do you figure that out? Mm-hmm. And how do you figure that out for yourself? Because it looks different for everyone. Totally. Yeah. And I think if people have been listening to the podcast for a while or like they follow me, I'm I'm a huge proponent for without like not even knowing the other way to say it, like screw the man, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever, like the people in your life that are making you think you have to do something if you don't want to do it, that's not okay. And I think a lot of people, like you said, they go Um, they fill these societal boxes that they think they need to fill in the same order. And I did that too. Like I left high school and I was like, well, I have to go to college. And then I was two years into college and I'm like, I hate this and why am I doing it? And I mean, there were obviously other things that were going on in my life at the time. And then I was like, I'm not going to law school. Like, excuse me. I don't even know how to spell my name. Like I'm not going to law school. Um, that's not really why. I just didn't want to go to law school, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then I came home and I was really lost for a while. But just realizing, like, not every single person has the same path and that's fine. And I even get stuck down in that. Like, I, I would say in the last couple months, I've even kind of been called out on it because I'm usually so... Um, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care about these things. And then I found myself, like, we've even talked about it, like, justifying, like, oh, I still have this crappy car because, or mm-hmm. I still live at home, like I did at the beginning of the episode, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I compensate for the things that I have chosen to do because I feel like I need to be filling these boxes that I'm not feeling filling. Um, and people question it a lot. You know, why aren't you getting married? Why aren't you having kids? Why aren't you getting a place to live? Um, but knowing that every choice I make now is a sacrifice for the calling I feel like I'm supposed to, that I feel like I'm called to do Mm -hmm. and that's that can get really exhausting and I think a lot of people um some of them might even know what their calling is but they either a don't know how to fulfill that or go down that path um or it's honestly just too hard and I like fully understand that you know or they ignore it or they ignore it yeah yeah so um, I've been in every single one of those boats (laughs) yeah for sure so I think it I think it can be really um, hard, but also really like life affirming when you really, really, really figure out who you are and you go for whatever that looks like mm-hmm. for you. 
Um, because ultimately, I mean, I say this all the time, but like when I'm 90, I'm not going to look back on my life and say, I'm so bummed I decided to pursue all my dreams. Like, even if they don't turn out the way that I thought that they were going to, or even if I don't get like this definition of quote unquote success, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Um, because I would rather live my life feeling like I'm putting everything I have into my calling than filling these boxes that the world around me is telling to, telling me to fill even though sometimes that seems like it would be a lot better, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in the moment. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, it just looks different for everyone and not everyone. Like, just because you feel like you're called to do something specific doesn't mean you're instantly going to be good at it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's going to bring you instant su- success. You might not even find success in it. Who knows the reason as far as, yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to find in- instant success. You might not even find success in it. Maybe you were called to do something because of, oh, so cheesy, because of the journey it's going to take you on and the people you're going to meet along the way. I feel like that's happened to me multiple times. I would say I'm more so the jack of all trades and the master of none. I feel like I'm not 100% good at anything. And so I always knew I wanted to be a mom and I was called to be a mom. Um, And then when I realized I'm not really good at that, it really freaked me out because I'm like, then what am I going to be good at? If I'm doing something that actually came naturally to me and was really easy for my Mm -hmm. body to produce, then why am I not like mentally stable? Well, okay. You are a a very good mom. Okay. But but you're learning. Exactly. And it doesn't come natural to you. Like you're saying, like it's taken time, but don't say you're not good at it because you're a great mom. Well... I, yeah, I'm not. Challenges. But hold on. Okay. I'm not saying I'm a bad mom. I'm saying I'm not really great at being a mom. So, like, um, like I get frustrated really easily, and mm-hmm. I have like anger issues, and I have like postpartum depression. Right. Um, I even feel like I choose my anger over my patience and. Sometimes I'm not sure if I actually have a choice because I just mentally feel unstable. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I mean. But I think that just because it's difficult doesn't mean that I'm not supposed to be doing this. Absolutely. And so that's like an example of me. But so how for yeah. you, how did you realize like, whoa, I'm just going with the flow of what everyone else is doing. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So let's start with like the beginning. Like how do we find and understand what our calling is and how did we figure that out for ourselves um I think mine started in high school and I really knew I wanted to help women in some capacity and so I found a a passion for human trafficking and I didn't find a passion for human trafficking I found a passion for being against human trafficking (laughs) and um then I went to school for political science for working at International Justice Mission to help women. And as time went on, I realized I am just not gifted with book smarts. That is just not my forte. Um, And then when I came home because of, you know, there were a lot of things going on in my personal life and I came home and then I just like kind of started working 
and um, like working as a server and I worked at a restaurant um, and then I just kind of started doing Instagram, whatever that looked like. And I remember like one very specific time where I had seen somebody at the gym that I um, hadn't seen for a really long time and I told him what I was doing and he went, oh wow, that's like a really different direction than where you were going before. And it was kind of like negative, which Mm. I didn't really think of it then. And then as time went on, I started to think about that and realized that the, the, the field that I was going into wasn't wrong, like fashion and all that stuff. That's not bad. But what value was I giving back to the world and like the gifts that I believe God has given me? How was I using those to help? And that passion for helping women, how can I redirect that to what I was doing now? And so then over time, realizing like, oh, I can still be like a creative and make content and do all this stuff and give value back with helping people create content like that's still cool but then I can have this podcast and really dive into hey like um, talking about things and helping women on their journey Mm -hmm. and like that could literally be the way that God was going to use me this whole time Um, or thinking about velvet and fur and like we've really been talking about how can we turn this career into a calling and being like how can we use what this is this physical item of earrings to help women who need help and how Mm. can we make these things all work together um and so I don't know if for me if there was like a defining point of like this is my calling but I just knew that whatever I was doing I wouldn't don't want it to be self-serving because I think that we're put on this earth to serve no matter what no matter who we are um and I think we all have very very special abilities and I also think that the things that we go through in life help us help other people mm-hmm. and so there are a lot of things like you know I'm very lucky that I haven't gone through a lot of trauma that other people have but people can take that trauma and they can help others who have gone through trauma um, and I think that um, it's really easy to not want to do that because that's so emotionally hard mm-hmm. and I'm not even gonna pretend like I understand that because I haven't gone through it um, but if somebody's listening and they don't know what their calling is but Maybe they have like a sneaking suspicion of what it is or whatever. Um, I think you can even get really tactful and like get your notes out or a piece of paper out and write down what would I do every single day and not get tired of it. Mm -hmm. And what are the things that are stopping me from doing that? And then try to figure out a solution. And like if you could pick your ideal life, first of all, it's never going to be ideal. You're always going to run into stuff, obviously. Um, But I think that if you are feel if somebody's feeling a passion or a calling for something that they want to do, it's put there for a reason and it's up to us to figure out how to use that that reason um, to fulfill whatever this purpose is. I that was kind of a roundabout way of answering that, but yeah, I I think that's something interesting that we both have in common as far as um we both not like or enjoy being vulnerable but we feel like that's part of our mission in life and we were doing that individually at first on social media especially I remember loving fashion stuff on social media I was not a blogger or anything like that but I loved posting those types of photos um but then I was kind of like huh I'm going through a lot of issues and I I do remember people um, like in the Christian community, just thinking I never had issues. And so specifically, um, this girl's group I was a part of, um, 
in Portland. I was one of the leaders and I ended up sharing. Um, I recently had found out I had an eating disorder and a lot of the girls were honestly shocked and they were like, gosh, I, I just thought you had your whole life put together and everything was fine. Um, and that really opened up my eyes to the fact that it wasn't that I was trying not to be vulnerable. It's just that I realized that then being very vulnerable about my life was actually pretty easy and it felt very freeing. And I noticed it had a big impact on other people who looked up to me. And so I thought if I could do that for the few girls in the group that I was in because I was their leaders, then maybe um, even my friends on social media could be impacted by that. Whether I know they're going through something similar, I think I'm going through things for a reason um, so that I can be more relatable. And so I remember um, I had started being a little more raw on social media. I was sharing my opinions on things, um, things that I was passionate about too. And then I remember um, when we were, oh, we had Bear. And my most vulnerable post I think I ever posted was about um, my postpartum depression. And I was, I think, six weeks postpartum with Bear and just how insane difficult it was. And I had never received so much positive feedback and other moms relating to that and being thankful that I was being open about that on social media. I do think that was a time when people weren't being as honest yet. And that was only three years ago, two years ago. Um, and so that really opened up my eyes to being okay with going through difficult times. Um, because I felt like I was going through it for a reason. And um, I remember figuring out what my initial passion or mission for life was is when I married Zav. And I remember first meeting him and he was saying, yeah, I'm a pastor. I, I want to start a church um, in Australia. And so his, his mission had always been to church plant. And I was like, wow. I never realized that I would really love to do that with someone. And so I realized that was my mission. That was my passion and to have kids and to support my husband. Ultimately, I didn't care what other job I had. And then once we got married along the way, I realized I love hair and makeup and I would love to bless people by like doing their hair and makeup. Um, whether it's for free or for charities, that's honestly something that I had always wanted to do. Um, just making people feel comfortable in their skin. And um, sometimes that starts from the outside in and yeah. people getting comfortable with themselves first on the outside so that they can accept themselves on the inside. I remember that with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to like love my body as what it was to then love myself if that makes sense yeah totally and so um it took a while to figure out my passion because I was also in high school on track to go into nursing programs I was already getting college credits for nursing classes and I ended up just dropping out of everything and I'm like 
this is not what I want to do. So I just started pursuing random stuff and figuring out what I wanted. I'm I'm spiritual. I, I believe in God. And so I was praying a lot about it, meditating about it, and also just going through life and seeing what piqued my interest. I think that really helped me figure it out. And also just listening to other people say like, hey, you're really good at this. Or, hey, I'm noticing this about you. Um, and even allowing that to maybe... Uh, not persuade me, but to open up my eyes to maybe something that I hadn't noticed in myself before too. Mm -hmm. But one thing you said, which I actually think is maybe a little different. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, I feel like mission and passion can be totally different things. Okay. And so, um, I feel like figuring out your mission in life might not be your passion. I feel like passions can be something that's on the side that you do and that makes you feel fulfilled. But I also think that like your mission in life won't always be something that you love. And I don't think it's always going to be something that you enjoy. Um, for instance, like I, I love being a mom, but I feel like that's my mission in life. I'd like one of my missions in life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of my callings. But I don't always love it. And I don't always enjoy it. And it's not something that gives me joy every single day. And it's really difficult. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's something that you would agree with, right? Yeah, I think so. And I, and I think that when I was having this conversation with um, this person... She, um, she asked me like well what is your calling and it was just kind of funny because I'm just like so gung-ho and I realize I've never like put it into words and for me I just in that moment I feel like whether it was God or me finally just like realizing it's like I want to help people pursue their dreams mm -hmm. like that is something I feel so passionate about um no matter what that looks like and encouraging people primarily women I mean men too but encouraging people to know like you can do it mm -hmm. whatever it is you can do it and whether that maybe is like you said your mission somebody you know somebody wants to do something and they feel like they just can't do it they're just not able because I've had people say that like I'm just not strong enough to do that mm -hmm. like no you actually are and like I just feel like apart from being like a quote unquote like motivational speaker because I've had people tell me like you should be a life coach and I'm mm. like okay my 27 years of life aren't very <laughs> coach worthy I don't think um but just like I just really I love to hear like and listen and process and like help mm. and that has been a very recent thing and i solely believe it was because of the amount of friendships I lost because of things that mm. I've done I think it's because of the stuff I've dealt with with my family and I think all of it was a catalyst into me figuring out who I w really was as a person and so I think sometimes people might not even know their calling or their mission until later in life until they've gone through stuff you know mm. you might not know you want to help women with you know their kids until you have kids of your own like whatever that looks like um but yeah and I think it is I think it is important to remember too because when we were talking with Shay last week about the devotional I was listening to and she was saying you know there's a job a career and a calling and like mm -hmm. what are those and do those do those go hand in hand because she was talking about Ruth and Naomi and that whole story and um I yeah and that was kind of the the bridge into talking about like velvet and fur and being like well this could be a career for us but how could we maybe make this a calling and like how mm -hmm. could this this look and even same for like the podcast or whatever that is um so yeah I think 
you might always have three different things. Mm -hmm. You know, they might not all go hand in hand. I personally am passionate about helping people turn their passions into a career or a Mm -hmm. calling, but it's not going to look the same for everyone. Obviously, I mean, God literally called certain people to be martyrs. I I don't really think that's what they particularly (laughs) wanted to uh do. Um, But he knew that that was their strength. He knew that they would do what he needed them to Mm -hmm. do in the end. Um, So that's their mission. So that's why I feel like, you know, that's probably not their passion is to be a martyr. Um, But it could have been their passion was you know leading other people like they were leaders and that was their passion and then he used that passion into their calling or their mission Uh or whatever yeah um so maybe they all kind of go hand in hand a little bit you know yeah because you like to take care of people right I think so (laughs) like you like physically no no but as a nine you naturally like to make everybody feel yeah good comfortable and Mm -hmm. so that in turn you're a mom so that's your in extreme in the extreme way you are taking care of people yeah raising humans Mm -hmm. so if your passion is helping people in general you're helping little humans being raised you know yeah maybe that's why it's hard because I don't physically like taking care of people that's why I was like oh yeah I can't be a nurse (laughs) I'm like this is not for me like way too emotional oh totally yeah so I think kind of the last thing I want to say, too, similarly, is um, I think a lot of people also, um, I think women especially, don't think that they're worth it and they would rather just go with the flow and not rock the boat um, mm-hmm. instead of making waves. Oh, my gosh. You're speaking to me right now. <laughs> and Because um, I just remembered what I was going to say. Well, what were you going to say? Speaks. Well, okay, what's really interesting, so... Oh, it's so funny. I was just telling Olivia, I'm like, we can talk about this subject, but it's going to get kind of Christian-y because, I mean, if you guys don't believe in God, it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. We do. And that's a huge aspect in our lives. So this just goes into it. So I guess that's just a precursor. Yeah. Um, I, um, several times in my life have gotten visions or prophecies from other people saying I was pretty much going to be speaking in front of large groups of people um and weird in turn yeah i mean that could be the podcast or it could be um the fact that like my husband is a pastor mm-hmm. and i have actually gotten from other women like you are going to be a pastor mm-hmm. if anything i just don't want to rock the boat like if that is what my mission is supposed to be it freaks me out first of all I, second of all, don't think I'm equipped. Third of all, I don't know how I feel about women pastors, to be completely honest, because I grew up in a culture where that is so not okay. Like, women can't speak up in the church. I'm, like, swallowing my words. Um, And so I just feel like that's a scary territory to even try to step into or even – so I'm – honestly just in a time where I'm like I'm gonna let it come to me if it needs to come and maybe I just need to be hit by lightning and then I'll come to the realization yeah which I feel like you're just gonna get to a spot where you just have to do it I know you know so I'll just let it happen (laughs) (laughs) well see and that's the thing is like I I am just like every everybody's everybody's worth it no matter what they want to do well and it's interesting because even what you were saying earlier is like 
Some people don't even know how to step into that. I have no idea how to step into that. What well, does that even look like? I think like? it could the first step? potentially be what we're doing right now. Okay, good. Then that's easy. <laughs> yeah, because you know that when I didn't have a co-host and then you randomly asked me to be on the show, which is really unlike your character, you know, and you felt called to do that. And then I felt like God literally was saying, called. God was literally telling me whoever's going to be on the show is going to ask you. And I was like, who would ever ask me? That's weird. And then you asked me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I oh, think, so true. and I think that that also can, can lead into this idea of what do words really mean? And like, I'm not that educated, so I'm just going to do my best. But in the sense of like, success like when i say success when i say success you say like what's the first thing success no it's the first word that comes to your mind when you say successful successful rich yeah so like success money success nice car success big house success fame made it we've made it but enlightened whoever defined that word success what if success is that I lived with my mom the appropriate amount of time to where she needed me. Mm-hmm. And then I met the right person because of that. And then I talked to them that one time because of that. And then that person's life was changed. And I always have the same amount of money I have now. I would say the true meaning of success is fulfilling your purpose. And you have multiple purposes in your life. And sometimes you'll have no idea when you fulfill it. You might never know. You might never know until you die. Yeah. And so I think that can go into... That got um, morbid, sorry. <laughs> no, but it's true. Yeah, like, but I mean, that's, that's true. That's even what, again, to get kind of Christian-y, but that's even what God talks about. It's like the mustard seed. Like you might plant that By the way, we seed. don't mind getting Christian-y. We just no. don't want you guys to get uncomfortable if you don't We just don't, don't want anybody. Yeah, if anybody doesn't believe, we're, we're so okay freaking happy that. to have yeah. you guys listening. Um, but, you know, and that can... Mustard seed, yeah. Mustard seed. And, you know, you might never know when you planted that seed. It could be in somebody you don't even know anymore. Mm-hmm. Planted seed in somebody sounds extremely sexual and it's not supposed to. <laughs> it's not. Um, <laughs> I think it's like we put these, like, definitions on these words that we think are the definition of them mm-hmm. or of those words or whatever. But that's just, that's not the reality because ultimately... We can't take money with us. I'm going to try. I'm just kidding. We can't take earthly things with us. No when, matter when we die. When we die. No, I mean, on a trip, like you can, but like not when you yeah, die. Yeah, you're um, fine. Take, you're take fine. your money on a trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but whether, you know, whether somebody um, believes in, you know, an afterlife or they don't, when you die, nothing is going with you other than what you're leaving behind that made literally no sense okay you're not taking anything with you it's all about what you left behind Mm -hmm. do you want to leave behind this idea that you are famous or do you want to leave behind a legacy and that's one thing that Gary Vee always talks about that I love it's like he's like I want to leave a legacy I want people to come to my funeral and talk about how I changed their life Mm -hmm. and obviously taking that with a grain of salt because I think you have to be a little bit careful about like how big of a head that you get when you're doing stuff but it's like for me like yeah would it be nice to have a ton of money so that I can do whatever I wanted to do and literally live in Disneyland like ultimate goal yeah but then would I fulfill like these passions like if I wasn't going through the hard stuff I was going through now would I have would I be able to fulfill the passions and be content with wherever I get to Mm -hmm. if I didn't go through this stuff um and like the last thing is what you were saying is so true because that's even what people say like who are entrepreneurs is there's no end goal like 
whenever people think of a journey, they think like, what's the end point? Like your life doesn't have an end point. You should always. It's when you die. (laughs) Yeah. And even then, what we believe is that's when it starts. Yeah. You know? And so it's like the journey. This is like the testing period. You should always want to be growing. Yeah. Even if maybe one day you settle down and you have the perfect house and your kids are grown, you shouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean, oh, go start a business. Like for me, it does. (laughs) But for other people, it should be like, how can I get better and how can I grow and how can I take these things Mm -hmm. and and become better? Because maybe that's when your calling will be fulfilled. And it's just like so different for everybody. Like you were saying. That's such a great reminder so that you don't get discouraged when you don't get the things that you want. Because you're probably not supposed to get it. And so, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) um, yet. But it's it's really interesting because like, for instance, Olivia is one of the hardest workers I've ever known. And yeah, she still lives with her mom. And she like has multiple business ventures. And she has had multiple business ventures in the past. She's always trying new things. She's always doing new things. She probably works more than anyone that I know actually sometimes she doesn't even have a day off honestly and so it's really interesting because I keep encouraging her I'm like well are you doing what you're supposed to be doing she's like yes and other people will dog on her be like hey go get a quote-unquote real job and I'm like hey if that's not what you're supposed to be doing then don't do that because Mm -hmm. you're actually doing the wrong thing at that point yeah and so she knows what she's supposed to be doing and It's so funny because even if she had a, like, quote unquote, again, like a clock in job, a clock in job, Mm -hmm. um, and she made the same amount of money as she does now, no one would be dogging on her. Mm -hmm. But it's because she's not going in and clocking in, Mm -hmm. clocking out, doing what everyone else is doing. They think that she's not doing anything when she's working literally all day long. Mm -hmm. And so everyone's purpose looks different. And that's okay. That's to encourage you. And maybe that's to encourage you to encourage your friends that are doing what they feel like they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's going to make you realize what you're doing isn't what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. And I feel like that's probably the hardest time you're in. But it doesn't mean just go and quit your job. I think it just means like pray if you pray or meditate if you meditate or like, take more time in the morning before you go into work just to realize like hey is this like what am I feeling like what what am I hearing even Mm -hmm. and so I yeah I just yeah I just wanted to like speak that out well thank you for saying all that yeah and yeah I think so a, a couple weeks ago um, these past three or four weeks have been extremely challenging. But what's really crazy is I've never felt so close to the Lord in these times, even though I feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean, not even with like the that Literally little thingy, me too. whatever. What is that thingy? A little life, dingy? Life, <laughs> life jacket? No, like the little striped uh, lifesaver, little tire thing that you put around I know you. What you mean. <laughs> I yeah. think it's called a dingy. That's not a dinghy. It's not? No, a dinghy is what's in the middle of the ocean. It Um, is? Yeah. It's like to tell you, like, don't go past this. Yeah, that's what I thought. But what's the little... It's a little boat. That's like a lifeboat. It's a dinghy. Oh, we're not... Whatever. (laughs) Um, Anyway, (laughs) maybe I should be a sailor. Um, uh, Anyway, yeah, so I've just been feeling like I'm in the literally in the middle of the ocean and like I just and it's dark, which, by the way, is probably the scariest thing I could like ever think of in 
time ever. Um, and but like I've been feeling like all of these things of really feeling like I need to trust God and also kind of trust the process because I remember when I quit the coffee shop I had and I had no backing and I had no savings and it was the first time in my life I felt audibly like God saying you can quit and I and I don't know why he said that (laughs) because I probably shouldn't have but then in the last few weeks I'm like I'm but I'm doubting that because if I'm questioning everything I'm doing then I'm doubting what he called me to do and for some reason I'm supposed to be in this spot and um a couple weeks ago I had I was in the shower and like I usually just listen to a podcast and I just felt like God was saying, like, listen to your devotional. And Aww. I was like, I don't really want to. <laughs> and then he was like, no, listen to it. And I literally was like, no, I don't really want to. And then yeah. he was like, no, listen. And he did. it was like this fight wow. in the shower. And then I listened to it. And it was the same devotional about Ruth. And she was talking about how every single person has a calling, which that's weird that I found that on Pinterest because that's mm-hmm. kind of like the what we've been talking about. Um, and she's like, God has put a calling in each person and everybody around you might question you and they might tell you it's stupid, but you keep doing it because that's what you're supposed to be doing. And I was just like, isn't that so true about any story in the Bible that you see? Mm -hmm. For instance, the Israelites, I mean, they were wandering in the desert for 40 years. Don't you think that they were questioning God? Like, why is this happening to us? Or the fact that Jesus gets crucified on the cross, but he doesn't question God because he understood what he was supposed to be fulfilling. And Mm -hmm. so he did it. It doesn't mean that he wasn't like trying to fight with God. Yeah. And so if you ever see something significant in the Bible, there's difficulty behind it. And that's not because they're going against God most of the time. It's because they, because they're doing exactly what God is calling them to do. Mm-hmm. And so your life isn't supposed to go easy most of, most of the time. And sometimes people do have it a little easier and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But to constantly remind yourself like if you're complacent, maybe something's about to change, something's about to go on. Or something needs to change in your life. Yeah. And so that's what I always remind myself. Like, oh gosh, I'm such a pessimist. I'm like, wow, I'm going to really enjoy this moment because things are settled. Things feel good right now. Something is going to happen soon. Like crap is going to hit the fan if you want to put it that way. And so like this even, again, happened a few weeks ago. I feel like we, we're always going through difficult times. Um, but... Uh, like things were really good with like me and Sav, the kids doing awesome. And then all of a sudden, like my depression gets really bad. My anxiety gets really bad. Um, Mav hasn't been sleeping. It's just all of these things are going on in my life. And I'm like, you know what? Oof, like this is hard. These are hard trying times, but I'm learning something in this. And that gives me enough peace to understand that um, if there's like a thorn in my flesh, my weakness is being made stronger through him. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I try to constantly remind my, remind myself. And we're also going through um, a 40-day prayer, like not challenge, but a, a day of, well, 40 days of prayer. And um, in the book, it was saying like, you're going to notice the best things like in your life you're gonna see great changes but you're also gonna go through spiritually a lot of difficulty and right before we started it 
it was like some of the craziest spiritual warfare that we've ever been through. But I was like, okay, like I'm going to try my best. And when I say like, okay, I'm going to give glory to God. Okay, this is for him. I'm not saying it's easy. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like I'm having suicidal thoughts. I'm saying like my eating disorder tendencies are coming back and it's hard it's a hard fight and it's crying it's yelling it's like god why is this happening like i'm frustrated with him and that's okay mm-hmm. it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to be annoyed with where where you're at but ultimately i try to remind myself like okay you got this okay this is happening for a reason so I'm not saying that this is easy by any means. If anything, I'm going to say it's difficult and try to find peace in that, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Totally. Yeah, no, because sometimes I even get caught up in this idea of like, you know, seeing like certain podcasts where like two weeks in they get contacted by a company <laughs> and then they get an $80,000 yeah. signing bonus. And I'm like, but why do they get that? Mm-hmm. And then I see that like weakness in my flesh without trying to be again christiany mm-hmm. but being like like seeing that jealousy within me and being mm-hmm. like or even the like coveting the coveting even my mom like, getting oh, it i want that so bad yeah and being like well that's not fair mm-hmm. and then you know or seeing that like you know my mom gets a new car and i'm so happy for her and i sit in it and i'm like that's so stupid i want a new car and i genuinely am like ugh, i don't like that side yeah. of me but feeling like well why can't i have that why can't i have this and then you know i was talking to somebody who is pursuing the same stuff um she is an artist like an amazing singer and she was saying like everybody tells me to like go work for my dad who's like really wealthy who has like a real estate company and she's like I could go do that but like if I keep doing what I'm doing every single day something's gonna work out and I'm like yeah Mm -hmm. and and she was like um she was like how like well I just was realizing in all of these things if I didn't go through what I went through now I would not be grateful for it totally like I would not be happy (laughs) It's like if you worked out for... It would be a different happiness. It would be a different happiness, but I would not know the true struggle and and be so, so grateful and be Mm -hmm. so grateful for every person that comes on the podcast and every person that Mm -hmm. does a favor for me and being like, I know how much this means because if I got instant success, I don't feel like I would... I guess have like the privilege of working hard. Yeah. You know, working hard, it even talks about in the Bible, like working hard is a privilege. That's what we're called to do. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it isn't going to be easy, like you're saying, by any means. And to be honest, it's like I've hit walls so many times, but it's like, well, what else am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I've come to even more of a thing where I just start telling people, well, I've cho- I chose this. So, yeah, you know, when people are like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, why? I chose this. I could yeah. go get a job if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's also really important to remember for anyone out there feeling stuck. There's no such thing as being stuck. I totally believe that. There's always a way out. And if you're choosing something while well, you're choosing it, if you don't like it, find something else. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy for sure. And sometimes but. when you feel like you have a calling, it's it's not time yet. Yeah. Like if you feel like something's supposed to happen, then it's it might not be right then. Like you want to just jump into it. You just want it. And there's a process to everything. And it's really interesting because I grew up w- with money. And um, I remember not wanting that for my life. And I, and not necessarily ever, 
Um, I think money's great. <laughs> I think we can all agree on that. I'd love some money um, if you had some. But I remember um, even dating guys and not wanting to date anyone who was already affluent because I wanted to learn what it was like to earn what I got and to be in times of little and to be in times of struggle because I had never understood what that was. I did not know the worth of a dollar. And um, marrying my husband, we did not make any money. And that's okay. I loved that. I loved those hard seasons not just looking back on it, I remember being in those hard seasons and I'm like, wow, this sucks. But at the same time, I'm learning so much and I was just really grateful for it. And since then, like we've been so blessed and anything that we've earned, we have been just so amazed by every little thing. And I don't think that would have happened if we just had money from the beginning. Um, but then there are people who have money they've always had money and they're very grateful and they understand what it is that they have yeah and so that just wasn't me Mm -hmm. I didn't understand like how not lucky but how blessed I was yeah no totally yeah I mean I agree with all of that yeah I think it yeah it's hard because then I'm like but that'd be nice Mm -hmm. but then it's like yeah well one day that will happen yeah not using doubt words not maybe it'll happen it Mm -hmm. will happen um and that doesn't make me any less successful than I am right now you know because it just means something different to other people um but yeah I think the last thing I want to end on is branching off of what you were saying about being comfortable and knowing if you feel comfortable you need to shake things up and I really, really Ooh. think that and shake things up a little bit. <laughs> um, and that's one of my favorite, you know, entrepreneurs, uh, Michael Bostick. And he says, uh, one time I started to feel comfortable and then I freaked out and I started to start another business because I knew I shouldn't feel comfortable. Whoa. And that is how I feel too. like do something that scares you every single day. And that could and that could lead you to your calling. It could be changing things up one tiny little bit, like one mm-hmm. little percentage and it could lead you. in. I just I think it's like I just want people to be happy and to not do things that they hate to do because yeah. life is so short. Yeah. Unless it's something like your mission and you're helping people, but people that are working in jobs that they hate, try to shake things up. People that have always wanted to do that one thing but they've never had the time, mm-hmm. do it now yeah. because you never know when your life is going to end or the challenges that are going to face you're going to face, yeah. you know. So <sighs> love that. Shake things up a little. Yeah. I guess that our intro has a new meaning now. This actually ended up being perfect. I think it was meant to be. I think this was our mission for today. I think so. Because it's been definitely on my heart in multiple conversations with different people. So, Um, Well, you know, what's even funny is while we were talking about this, I'm like, this is exactly everything going on about the house. I think it's my dream house. And if I don't get it, I'm going to be so bummed. But at the same time. It's probably not what I'm supposed to get. Yeah. Probably not the time. Mm-hmm. Probably not ready. There's something about it and it's okay. Yeah. So now I actually feel better about it. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Because I think you guys are going to get the perfect house at the perfect time. And if it's this house, I'll be moving in next week. If it's not this house, I'll be moving in then. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, um, is that everything? That, that is everything. Okay. Well, thank we you. We hope you guys feel encouraged. Yeah, seriously. And reach out to us because we understand probably 
what it is that you're yeah. going through. If not the actual thing, we understand the process. Totally. Any moms, reach out to Lisa. Any people <laughs> pursuing their dreams, honestly, I get you. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, if you haven't yet, please rate and review the podcast again. That would mean the world to us. Um, also, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram, and you can follow us personally at Olivia Cran and at Lisa Brasser Ursu. Um, you can join our Facebook group, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. Um, and I think that's it. And if you guys like the show, like Lisa said, please message us. So, yeah, um, it's always better when and salt and pepper, pepper come together. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.